Oh, what? You already? You already? You all ready? Are you all ready for another episode of As It Is? With, uh, of course, your host, Adam. So I've done episodes where this has been a component of it, but I've never done a full deep dive where it's just an episode where I do this feature. And that is, of course, reading 4chan. Uh, I love 4chan. It's a great way to get a good litmus test for what's going on underneath the surface, uh, what people uh, not necessarily are really thinking, but where the basement of thought really is, like how deep, how low, how depraved can you go intellectually? Um, and it's also a global chat room. Like there's people from all over the world adding their deepest, darkest, most hateful ideas to this beautiful tapestry of insanity. So I picked out a couple of threads. I might diverge into other things. I don't know. I'm really just doing this one off the cuff, but I did pre-pick a couple of really special ones that I thought would be uh, interesting. And they're not all controversial, right? Like some of these are going to definitely have controversy in them, but I honestly just picked ones that I thought were interesting for me. And I hope they'll be interesting to you. So I want to talk about them, read what it says on it, discuss it, and uh, then, you know, move on to the next one. Hopefully you'll find this interesting. If not, I'm sorry. You can always let me know how much you hate this podcast or how much you love it uh, just by talking to me on Instagram. My Instagram is A underscore B-A-A-R-I. And you can go ahead and DM me there and say, hey, this fucking shit sucks or do more episodes like this. Uh, so please hit me up on Instagram. Tell me how you feel. All right. So let's jump in. Um, this is this is a feature, a staple of 4chan, the anti-Semitism. Uh, and <clears throat> I think for a lot of people, the Jewish cabal conspiracy sort of adds that um, all-encompassing answer to many of their questions. So what I mean by that is if somebody has a bunch of questions about why is global finance so predatory? Why is war for profit? Why do corporations have people at the helm who all went to the same private school? Um, they seem to come to this answer of it's because they're all Jewish. And um, I find that to be a little bit lazy. I think things are a little bit more complex than that. I do believe, however, um, just as there are power groups within every ethnic group, almost every ethnic group, there are power groups that happen to be Jewish. There are people, I mean, there's a literal group called the mega group, uh, which Leslie Wexner is a uh, member of. Uh, it also has Ehud Barak, the former prime minister of Israel, a number of is, uh, Israeli and Jewish American billionaires. And uh, in the mega group, they do uh, use their money and uh, influence to uh, manipulate this government in America. So that is a real thing. Does that mean that they're the end all be all? Does that mean that the smoky room with the guys with cigars, that they're all wearing yarmulkes? No, I think it's more complicated than that. But 4chan doesn't. 4chan uh, really believes that this is where the buck stops. So I'm going to read this one. It says, the Jew stuff isn't a meme, is it? And it has uh, sort of a, the meme picture of the Bojack guy 
uh, or Wojak, and he's got like scruffled hair, you know, sunken in eyes and like a beard. And it looks like he's been staring at a computer for too long. And um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to read some of these comments. So some of these people have been, uh, it's an image board. So you want to put images up of, you know, whatever the content that's related to it might be. So this guy put up uh, a thread as his image, like a th another thread, another uh, image tab um, as his image. And he says in response to the Jew stuff isn't a meme, is it? He says, nope, everything you read about the Jew on this board is real. Welcome, friend. You are here forever. He says, I am half Jewish, and my dad tells me all the time the common white trash loser is just lucky that his people allow them to have jobs. The alternative, he says, is them copulating with each other on the streets. Not exactly sure what the fuck that meant, so I'm going to keep going. Um, someone else is trying to sort of comfort this guy in his realization and says, don't worry, Anon. With acceptance comes a calming clarity that you didn't know before. And this guy also has a image of like a list of the major CEOs and all of them being Jewish and okay. And uh, then there's um, a lot of hate speech, which I don't want to get my podcast flagged. So I'm not going to read. Uh, oh, someone from uh, Sweden just posted something that's interesting. It says it actually is a meme at this point. Jews play a big part in world affairs, but they're not the superhumans that Pol has made them out to be. If you're a white European, it would do you good to have a critical look at yourself and your own culture and why we ended up where we are. Wow. Okay, Sweden. Now that's interesting. Of course, he doesn't mean why he ended up where he is with uh, Jewish conspiracy theories. He more means what they believe is the de-whiteization de of Europe and what cultural values, liberal cultural values, uh, that the Europeans adopted that led to that. He's not saying that uh, it's some a time for this Anon to reflect on, you know, how he ended up believing Jews run the world, but more so um, how a European uh, power block allowed immigrants to change the ethnic makeup of the country over time. I believe that's what that Swedish gentleman is probably alluding to. Um, one of the things I find so interesting about this is that in this country, Jews have completely assimilated with white culture. It wasn't always that way. It was not always that way. But in the world we currently live in, in this country, Jews are white. And I am using the term white not as a racial signification, but as a class signification. See, you can be Indian and be white in this country. You could be Chinese and be white in this country. White is, and I know this is confusing for some people listening, because when you hear the word white, you think of the color white. I'm not talking about the color. I'm talking about the uh, status. Um, and Jews, of course, have been uh, subsumed or absorbed into that status. And I, I notice as time has gone on, because I've been on this board for, I don't know, almost 10 years now. Um, I've noticed as time has gone on, there has been a real, I guess the word would be anxiety about that fact 
I think as many of the board posters of, I guess, my age or possibly younger have come to realize that Jews are in a lot of respects, very different from most Europeans, right? If you're an Ashkenazi Jew, you have a very different um, cultural history, let's say, than say a Protestant German. You have a very different cultural history. Uh, and that of course makes you a little bit of a different kind of person. And I think maybe while these Anans were going to school, they probably didn't realize because of course you can't in a lot of in a lot of senses, not all the time, but of course you can't tell the difference a lot of times between a Jewish kid and a regular, you know, Protestant white American. A lot of times you can't tell the difference. So I think when they were going to high school, um, they may not have re recognized, you know, this other group that existed amongst them. And as they went further and deeper into these sorts of image boards, you know, started watching a lot of YouTube videos, started going on the Stormfront, you know, got big into Trump, all that stuff. Um, not that there's anything wrong with being big into Trump. Please do whatever you want politically. But you know what I mean. There's a certain lane you get into if you start believing in Jewish conspiracy theories. And a lot of those are very right-leaning, white nationalist kinds of lanes. And I think as they got into those lanes, they had to recognize the ethnic differences, or let's say the cultural differences, uh, of the Jewish population that lived amongst them. And upon recognizing that, upon realizing that there is a difference, they then realized that a lot of these people, by these people I mean Jews, have uh, a lot of financial power, a lot of cultural influence, and a lot of intellectual influence over the Western world. And I think that realization is very uncomfortable. It creates a lot of anxiety. I don't know why, because the Jewish world, if it was created by a cabal, has seemed to suit most non-Jewish white people quite well. If they are the overlords, they've been very good to you. So I don't understand uh, what the anxiety is about. Um, but, you know, it does seem to exist, but it's also a meme, you know, and by meme, I mean, it's the stages before belief. It's the jokes that are told online that create the belief that these people eventually adopt. So what I think of as a meme is a little bit different from the actual definition of a meme. I think a meme is the sort of floated idea, the presumption before the value that a lot of people start to gravitate towards. And because of its comedic weight, um, it can be quite... Uh, quite alluring to get into that. I, you know, I've got some friends that have definitely turned um, full anti-Semite, but you know, I, I, what really weirds me out is that a lot of these guys genuinely um, don't have enough information to be anti-Semitic. Um, they have this very one-sided uh, a Mero-centric idea of what a Jewish cabal looks like. Um, I think their their compatriots, their cultural compatriots across the water in Europe, the classical anti-Semites, I think they have a little bit more knowledge and understanding 
of uh, European and Ashkenazi Jewish history to not to legitimize their beliefs, but at least to enter into that conversation. I find a lot of American centrist anti-Semites are quite dumb. Um, so let's move on from that one. All right. Poor men have nothing these days. No land, no home, no family, no love. Uh, this is a lamenting post. You see these kinds of posts sometimes. They're sort of the expressions of depression, and depression is uh, rampant throughout poll, uh, 4chan slash poll. I should have said in the beginning, that's the specific board that I'm on, the politically incorrect board. Um, yeah, you see a lot of people that are really uh, frustrated with life, and they don't have enough information or even really understanding of life itself to, to know how to move forward. So they create these groups online, they meme each other and make fun of their depression. Uh, they refuse therapy or psychiatry, uh, and they continue to pull each other further down into these sorts of um, depressive spirals that are punctuated by deep hatred uh, for whether it be blacks, Jews, Mexicans, anybody that's not them, they sort of transpose their frustrations of the world onto those people. I mean, I think everybody's seen some version of this. Uh, my favorite one and the one that I see on 4chan is this belief that uh, in order to have a relationship with a woman, there are these ironclad, unstoppable, immovable prerequisites that you must meet or else you will die alone. Uh, some of those, and, and this is, I'm just touching the surface of this, guys. I, if you really want to know more about this, go on 4chan yourself. You'll see what I mean. But there are guys out there that believe things like your jawline, which of course, you know, if you have a more pronounced jawline, you are definitely can sometimes look more attractive. That's, that's partially true. But there is this belief that your jawline has to look an exact certain way, or else you will be completely unattractive to women. You have to be making a certain amount of money, a specific number, or else you'll be unattractive to women. You have to uh, have a certain height, or you will be unattractive to women. Um, it's these sort of all or nothing games that they play to, I believe, justify their own uh, inability to find a mate and their frustrations about that. Um, I used to have a friend that would continuously say to me, it's over for sub eight males. Um, I think he might have even said the, that on this podcast. And what that means is, uh, so if they're ranking themselves, they would put the uh, giga chad or whatever type of guy they have um latent homosexual desires for at 10 and then they would put uh the sort of i guess lowest common denominator just the worst kind of guy you know fat traditionally unattractive whatever at one right and the closer you get to 10 and this is what i love about this scale the closer you get to 10 the more unrealistic and ridiculous their beliefs become, right? Like if you're 10, you've got to have $100,000 a day, uh, square jaw, full beard. You basically have to be 
Dan Bilzerian, but like blonde. Uh, and if you're a nine or an eight, you can understand you've got to be pretty close to being Dan Bilzerian to even be considered a nine or an eight. So to say that it's over for sub eight males is to basically say that it's over for every kind of guy except for rich multimillionaire playboys with square jaws, uh, which I think is hilarious. I think that that entire belief system is absolutely hysterical and I can't get enough of it. Anytime I run into like a man, a men's rights blog, anytime I oh, run into, oh. ah, shit, that happens every fucking episode. What the fuck? Um, what happened? What was that? I had this, pa- this, uh, it's still going, but, um, my speakers sometimes will just turn off and it tells it fucking is so annoying. It'll just say power off. And it's like, why don't you just turn off? Why, why do you need to say that? Are you able to edit it out? Yeah, I could, but I was in the middle of talking. I, I might have to just cut this whole part. But uh, Owen, if I, I know you love <laughs> the men's rights community and the uh, that's not what this is though. It's not men's rights. What is this? What is it called? What was the uh, quick refresher on the topic? So the the it's over for sub eight males community, the gig, the Giga Chad worship community. What what are they fucking? What's a word? What are they called? Um. It's definitely becoming more of a thing, more mainstream, because I think, you know, in this new age, this new generation, uh, it's always been hard for young people to assimilate from, like, after school to getting into the real world. I think these days it might be even harder for men to do that than it's pretty much ever been um, for various reasons. And... Uh, because there's a lot of systems in place now in our society that help a lot of groups of people, uh, women, you know, with these scholarships and all this stuff and like, uh, sensitivity training at, you know, corporate offices and jobs. And it's like, there's not really like much of a focus on men as much. So it's sort of like a fend for yourself type of vibe. But there's tons of there's there's like hundreds of factors that go into all this stuff. But it's becoming more and more popular with people like Andrew Tate blowing up, and uh, like podcasts like Fresh and Fit, which are basically um, MRA podcasts, men's rights. Now, men's rights activism shouldn't be shouldn't have a negative connotation because it should be perfectly fine to advocate for men's rights, just like it's fine to advocate for women's rights. But MRA, the that community gets a bad rap, probably because the people that usually float to the top in that community are bombastic, pretty misogynistic kind of characters. They, they don't really feel like like someone like Andrew Tate's a great example. Dan Bilzerian, these guys. Explain um, Andrew Tate because I think he's exactly where I want to land in this conversation. Like the 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 unrealistic sort of. Uh, aspiring to be like him is the is the theme that I find in a lot of these guys. So if you could just talk about yeah, Andrew. I think a lot of the guys these days grew up in a pretty well off time period of time in their lives, and they might not have listened to their dads all that much. And so I think a phenomenon these days is basically just a bunch of young guys who uh, 
you know, are looking for their way in the world, trying to figure out how to deal with, you know, modern society. They're basically going after these figures that are essentially their surrogate dads, basically telling them all the same stuff we've heard, you know, with people like Jordan Peterson saying, like, clean your room. Um, clean your clean your room that's the first step to being productive you can't have a messy living space because that creates a messy headspace all that stuff and then you get more and more extreme and you start seeing people like andrew tate who are super super bombastic they they're like the bro psych they're like the bro psychologist telling you how to get women because you know a lot of um a lot of men aren't having as much sex these days in modern times and so because of that, you're going to find a lot more desperate dudes looking, searching for answers. And who better than someone like Andrew Tate, big muscular dude. He's kind of funny. He is, he is pretty funny, like just genuinely. He is, he is a pretty funny guy. He, he speaks quickly. He speaks confidently. Um, and he has a lot of these memorized lines that ring true to a lot of men. A lot of his takes on how women need to earn, like, women's place in society, how they should be treated, uh, what their function is, or, like, what their role is as a gender and all this stuff is, you know, he's telling just traditional conservative views about women, but he's doing it in a sort of hip, new way to do it, which is also funny, which is resonating a lot a lot with younger dudes even like zoomers like really young people i think um but it's nothing new i mean everything he says has been said before you know it's I think the constant struggle between men and women that's happened for all of human history it's just figure you can't figure each other out you know i think there's something so inherently we and this is not me trying to win brownie points but there is something so inherently weak to me about a guy who has to talk about how much he dominates women. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't. Definitely Number oozes one, insecurity. It oozes insecurity because, you know, people that are confident in themselves usually don't have to explain, <clears throat> explain themselves very much. You know, right, you don't right. see like LeBron James going around saying how good he is. <laughs> right. like, you don't see like, like you don't need these people to, um, tell you that they're good you can see it f- for yourself and it's funny because someone like Andrew Tate you can't really see if he's you know telling the truth about a lot of his stuff sure he has a lot of money he does have a Bugatti as he says <laughs> what color is your Bugatti is one of his funny memes yeah. uh, you know if anyone roasts him he says oh okay well what color is your Bugatti it's like oh yeah good one bro right um, it's and a also little the, joke but. the material the material flashiness is also a huge red flag to me for because sure, for sure. Truly, but they're the same guys that will preach against ma- being materialistic. You know, they want yeah. like a traditional lifestyle. They try to pretend like they're virtuous, but then they're like the most materialistic people on the planet. And the women they they, they always brag about how many women they can have sex with or be with, um, or just they have hitting them up. And it's like. Okay, but you always complain about how society is being degraded by things like OnlyFans, and these are the types of women that you're getting with, that you're fucking. These are the women that you tell all your fans that the that you have under your arm, 
but you're at simultaneously trying to be like, society sucks these days, it's so bad, the women are terrible, they're sluts, they're whores, but these are the women that they want, these are the women that they have in droves, according to them. So it's very contradictory um, in every sense. It's just, it, it's just men um, just trying to search for answers, and there's some truth in some things that, that, that are said, uh, like men and women are different, in pretty measurable ways but it's not like so radical that you know we have to go back to the gender roles of like medieval times which is essentially what they want in a lot of cases i think i think there's such a economy now of self not self-help sorry it's a Um, new type of self-help but it is essentially that you're not wrong yeah there's this whole economy of men online like i think jordan peterson is probably or was before he was a he, catalyst yeah he, he was yeah. one of the first guys he broke the dam because in a lot of ways i think internet he remind, daddy yeah he reminded a lot of like 22 year old white guys like what what a stoic older white man is like mm-hmm. you know you don't yeah. really see that you know you don't really see that too much anymore you know a lot of people's and for whatever reason it's not necessarily the way that men interface with society they're not these sort of intellectual um but like straight talking even though jordan peterson doesn't straight talk he's word salad man he is literally the salad man of words yes but, he is. yeah yeah but i think he had such a clear message and said it with such earnestness. And that's something I got to respect about homeboy. Um, he's a smart he guy. Earned. I mean, he's a professor, yeah. he's a psychiatrist or psychologist. I don't know if he was a psychiatrist, but he had patients. So he might've been a psychiatrist. I mean, he's a smart dude genuinely has, he's very well read on a lot of topics. Um, oh, yeah. And it, when it comes to things like his more self-healthy, self-helpy philosophy, it wasn't bad necessarily, um, and he didn't speak about he, women like really that no, much. So he yeah. was he started the whole like being the internet dad type thing. Yeah, and he appealed yeah. to educated centrist white dudes for the most part. He appealed to all types of people, but that was probably his biggest draw. But then but that style this. of online content became more popular and it spawned a bunch of other people and now i don't know seven years later after it became a thing we've got people like andrew tate blowing up right and i think that's a great timeline but i gotta say the guys that i know that listen to and follow jordan peterson are usually pretty well put together you know sort of higher morals than usual kinds of guys so i'll say that like for what he produces yeah most of them right i see what you mean by that yep yeah, for what he produces, he's creating some good influence in the world. But then I see a guy like Andrew Tate, and I think about the people or the person that <laughs> I know who believes in him and follows his every word. And I and I just is it, it it's so like if I were a guy like Andrew Tate, right? And I had all of these things presumably going on. I've got every luxury car. I'm just rolling into and out of bed with just tens all day long. Mm-hmm. I'm a fucking kickboxer. I can beat anybody's ass. Why am I spending my time talking to like dweebs online and trying to help them? Well, that's another that's and that's a whole other conversation because a lot of people don't want to talk about it. But a lot of these guys, 
well, you can probably guess why they're doing what they're doing. It's to make money off these people. And he's fleecing his fan base. If you go to his website, it's like mm. Hustlers University or just some absolute just <laughs> Hustlers garbage. Just uh, You go to his site, and if you're bought into his whole worldview, I mean, you're going to... You know, it makes sense to spend it's some crazy amount of money a month. It's like fifty dollars a month. Or just some oh, of yes, absolutely ridiculous. And a lot of the people buying this stuff are not making a lot of money. Um, but they're still purchasing this membership that's fifty dollars a month. That's like a decent gym. That's more than LA Fitness. Um, that's like a decent gym membership. And just oh, to listen yeah, to absolute milk toast wrong advice about how to conduct wrong. yourself and interact with other people, especially how to interact with women. Um, any, and, anything and, other, just act like a normal human being and don't be weird. And that's like 80% of the advice that's relevant. Like, you know, see that, that requires work. Owen. see, this is the thing that I've always 100 it's easy to say hard to do 100 percent. but that's that's usually the best advice because it's the advice people try to avoid because it's so hard just be confident you know the common meme in the incel community just be confident bro just take a shower bro <laughs> have <laughs> developing a schedule for hygiene is hard. It's really hard, especially if you're not used to that. It's super hard. Like even something so simple, being confident, probably mm -hmm. one of the hardest things ever. It's easy to say, but I mean, that is something that people value. And a part of being confident is accepting who you are. Like it's much easier to be confident and learn how to be confident when you've just accepted reality, accepted who you are and you have some goals and you're moving towards them and you know, you know, your direction in life. What's there not to be confident in at that point? Because lack of confidence is usually you sitting there asking yourself questions in real time. Can I do this? Can I, you know, I don't know. Like you don't know, you don't know any answers to like how you act or conduct yourself. But if you practice that, you just naturally will become more confident. Um, but practice makes perfect. Yeah. And yeah. And I think a lot of these guys, they want, they, they want the DLC, right? Like they don't want to play the game. They just want to get the, you know, yeah, they, they want, want the buy. complex answer that yeah. is sounds intellectual, but is probably too much and doesn't actually get the job done. It's just like if you watch any of these videos, I'm sure on um, these websites and I've seen them before on, you know, Jordan Peter. I used to be into Jordan Peterson heavy like five or six years ago. I was really into mm -hmm. him. Because he just, I, I liked him a lot for his like religious stuff. I wasn't religious at the time, mm. but I really appreciated how he weaved religion and uh, oh yeah, real world philosophy together. Like art, he talked about like Jungian archetypes and all this stuff, which was interesting at the time. Um, but he had a website that also, you know, pay a membership <laughs> and yep. all this, all this jazz, and a lot of the stuff is just too much a lot of the stuff on the website is just not really relevant it's super complex how to like live your life you don't need to spend money for any of this info if you need help getting through life literally ask your parents 
they're the best. <laughs> I mean, they had a job, they made a kid, that they pretty much got a W in life. Now, of course, not every family is as perfect as that, but I mean, most families are. I mean, you're here in this world for a reason. So someone, you know, someone got successful at some point and had a kid. So you should probably ask your parents first, you know, how to do this stuff. But if not, um, I wouldn't go to these gurus, that's for sure. I would ask any trusted adult in your life that has like a family how they succeeded yeah. and they probably will give you just as good, if not better advice than these guys I online. Mean, what could they know? They only have like your DNA and have lived. Yeah. Cause they're not trying life. to entertain you. Like the people, you know, yeah. in your life, they're not trying to entertain you. These guys are partially entertainment. And if you and leave think, that in that, to like real world yeah. advice, it can bog down just the nitty gritty of what you actually need to learn to be better. Like if, and I think somebody like Andrew Tate, I love him as an entertainer. I think he's a fucking hilarious. He's really funny. Yeah. He's super funny, but I would never dream of giving that guy $5. Um, (laughs) I'd rather figure it out myself. How much more gratifying would that be? I mean, if somebody, if my kid, if I'm 45 and I am successful and all this great shit has happened in my life and my kid's like, how did you get your life to be this great? And I was like, well, I went to this guy named Andrew Tate. Like how, how dumb is that like as a story? And it's not a story because that doesn't work because nobody can just get the right answer from some guru or some guy online telling you and it's also one one size does not fit all and the people that try to make it seem like that are oversimplifying it so that they can sell you something um but i got some more 4chan posts i saw this one just now and this is a nice little thought experiment it said if we just banned filters and they mean like facial filters mm-hmm. like you know on instagram the whole simpo economy would collapse and the, the sluts would need to get a real job and slash or care for a family again. Tell me where I am wrong. Um, there's a lot of hatred for women in these groups on 4chan. And I know we just talked about like the actual communities themselves, but I wonder like there there's just so much going on when it comes to their disdain for pretty girls. That's it's also that. funny. They're admitting that they can't resist the allure <laughs> of a cute face or like an attractive yeah. face. It's really funny. They're like, they would just ban the filters that are hypnotizing me. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fucking weird. I, um, I've never understood the idea. Like this is not, this does not make sense to me. Right. Um, I can't like, uh, I'm awkward around girls. I can't get them. Therefore, I'm angry at them. Like, I don't get where that, how you get there, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I understand I don't want to talk to them. I understand I don't understand them, right? Or, like, they just are a mystery to me. But the guys that turn their uh, impotence into hatred, um, that's just something I've, I've, I've always, I've, I've found it kind of hilarious, but I've also been truly um interested in what why that happens yeah, it's definitely I, I, misplaced anger like you shouldn't be only mad at women you should be mad at men literally just as much if you're going to be mad you should be mad at both yeah. because it's a feedback loop 
why do women doll themselves up so much and get so much plastic surgery and all this stuff? It's because that's what men want. Oh, men don't want that. Okay, then why do women do it? And why, <laughs> why do men still go after those women? It's because, you know, partially there is, there is a standard that men want and many men want it. So you have to talk to dudes and be like, hey guys, what, what are we, what's going on? What are we doing? Like, you can't just lash out at women for all this stuff. You know, OnlyFans. Who's funding all these women on OnlyFans? Man. Yeah, I, was, I was just about to say that. I was just about to say, like, I remember there was some news article talking about, like, uh, when OnlyFans got hot during COVID, there was, like, some uh, female, I guess she was, like, a celebrity or something, and she made an OnlyFans and made, like, $2 million in one day, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, oh, that's disgusting. That's absurd. What, like, what the hell is wrong with her? Blah, blah. I was like, why would you be mad at her? You should be mad at the fucking simps that gave her $2 million worth of their attention. Yeah, it might have been like Belle like, Delphine or one of those women. Somebody like that. Where I, And I don't even know who half of these, these women are. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't see why you would be getting angry or disgusted at them. I would be angry and disgusted at these millions of guys that are willing to pay to just see a, a naked girl. Like I'm pretty sure that this particular person wasn't even doing porn. Yeah. And I they jerk was- off to it. And then they go watch an Andrew Tate class where he roasts those women for an hour, even though they just paid to see one of them on OnlyFans. That's I think genuinely, like I think Tate- the same people that do this stuff Oh, it's pay be. for these it's online things. Cause if you don't watch just like free porn, if you want to get your rocks off, I, I I don't understand. I don't understand you as a human being. Genuinely, you're you're on some psycho shit for real. As soon as you pay for porn, you have opened a door. You have opened Pandora's box. <laughs> uh huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I think for a lot of people, um, the 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 thing about so this is my theory. Tell me if I'm wrong. The thing with like the hating, hating on the OnlyFans girls, but then also paying for them mm-hmm. is this like it's bizarre, a self hatred sort of thing. It's like it a, is a self hatred thing, but type deal. It's a self hatred thing, but it's also like she's gonna be like my, you know, fill in the blank, whatever they call them. You know, like she's a she she's a bitch when she's a uh, uh, you know freaky for other guys, but when she's freaky for me. That that builds up my self esteem. Like I think a guy like Andrew Tate legitimately buys like oh, yeah. every um, guy wants a slug for themselves, but not for anyone else. Right. Of course, right, right. But I think I think guys like Andrew Tate and a lot of his followers, like they'll purchase a call girl, and like mid sex, they'll think to themselves like she's never had it like that. Like they totally fall into their own delusion at like the apex moment of when their delusion is fully, you know, uh, expressing itself. Yeah. I've heard that there's a lot of guys, I don't know if this is related, but women Mm -hmm. I've heard from women say that there's a lot of guys that will always ask them like, how good is this dick? Or like, how big is my dick? Is it big? And it's like, girls fucking hate that shit, bro. It's like the cringiest shit ever. It's like guys really feel like they like really, really need to be validated constantly. Even in the middle of sex, it's a huge turn off. It's like it's like uh, people always say that you know a lot of really pretty girls can also be some of the most insecure. But I would wager that men are actually the most in, far more insecure. I feel like we definitely are seeing that these days. I definitely feel like men are 
a bit more insecure than women, but it's not. And again, it's a, it's both sides are responsible for all this stuff. It's never, especially in 2022, as we're basically men and women are pretty much equals at this point in turn, like on paper, like throughout society. Um, and so like it, it, all these problems, I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of factors of variables that cause these issues. But, you know, I think men and women are just yin and yang when it comes to these problems. And so you can't it's blame one side. It's just, sta- it's just standards. It's societal standards for things and both society is comprised of 50% men, 50% women got to figure it. Both teams got to figure out what's going on. But I think men in terms of insecurity, they don't have many confidence boosters these days. And I feel like people like Andrew Tate are like a uh, last straw in this where just guys are desperate and they're looking at these gurus like Tate, these bombastic characters to, f- to try to suck, like to try to yank that confidence that they think they have deep down inside out of them. Like it's like a brute what? force. Yeah. But there's this archetype that I notice like, but it just comes we, off as extremely insecure and yeah. Yeah, yeah, but there's this uh there's also something too about the comedy of it. Like we both said that we find Andrew Tate very funny. But comedy helps with also, getting your message across a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it can be some of the it can be the most insidious way in a lot of ways and I yeah. think it loops back perfectly. Yeah. I think I think it loops back perfectly into the sort of meme thing that I was talking about earlier where the meme is just the idea before it becomes a belief. You know, it's just the stage before you believe in something truly, you first will laugh at it as a meme. And I see that that process happen on 4chan. And I think with people like Andrew Tate, like, I think a lot of guys are like, ha yeah, well, she is just a dumb bitch. And then it, on a long enough timeline, it's not ha ha. It's just she is a dumb bitch. You know? Yep. I think I think that's, yeah, that's all comedy. The, ever, all jokes are funny because there's some truth to them there it wouldn't right. be a joke would not be funny if there wasn't truth to it i now right. I, I i don't mind that being a reality but a lot of people don't like it when you say stuff like that because then you can mm. be because you know you can critique jokes if you have that world or if you have that view on jokes you know you can be like oh that's too far and it's like why it's just a joke you can't use the just a joke defense because all jokes are partially true or else they wouldn't be funny like right so you know, if someone says this, a joke that you think is like wrong, like there, it isn't true at all in any way, shape, or form, uh, and you critique that, people can get mad at you. Now, I, I'm not one of those people that like you know gets mad at like people like Dave Chappelle or something for voicing their mm-hmm. pretty mild views on like trans people or whatever. Like I don't, I don't care about stuff like that. I don't think I have a problem with any comedians, to be honest. I can't even think of anything because comedians are usually really smart and they, they're good at filtering. Like they're good at knowing the real jokes you can't say um, at any given time. So I, I'm not right. like that, but I understand like in daily conversation with random people that are not comedians and are not trained and they don't know what they're saying and they say a joke and they might get mad at you for pushing back. And then they use the, Oh, it's just a joke defense, which is a really dumb defense. It, it, well, really I would dumb. say, I, I would, I would say a little bit like this, like, it's not that all jokes have truth in them, but all of them are apparent observations that might just be superficially true. 
but may not actually like be true. Yeah, they, like, they tend to not be very nuanced. I, no, when I say there's truth to it, I mean at some level of analysis, there's truth. At some at level some, of exactly. analysis. Now, exactly. it, it can be super rudimentary, like super general. A lot of jokes are just really black and white, like there's no nuance, but you know that's kind of mm-hmm. what makes it funny and ridiculous. It, yeah. Like that's the whole like right. funny part about it is it's just so out there and blatant. Um, yeah. Like, you know, Dave Chappelle's voice of a white guy, the, Hey guys, you know, it's like white people don't sound like that, but we all get it. We all know what he's, we all know what he mm. means. And it's like the perspective from like him as a black guy. This is what, this is the character of like a white dude's voice. Yeah, it's great. Everyone loves it. It's hilarious, but there's truth to it. I mean, there is truth to it. There's a, there's a reason that's the voice and not some other you know, way of speaking. It's because, you know, there's some truth to it. It's an exaggerated. Yeah. Like a lot of jokes are exaggerations of the truth. That's a probably a, a right. good way to put it. They're exaggerations of like reality. And then that's, what's funny. You know, it's relatable and it's so true as people say, like, so true. That's so true, man. It's like, yeah. So. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's definitely, but then um, like you were saying, sorry to cut you off. Like know, you were yeah. saying, um, that can be bad if you hear enough jokes and you don't know the nuance you don't know the nuanced version and you're getting all your information from jokes and memes and stuff online you can almost warp your perspective or your perception of reality because if you've been learning all your info through jokes and memes you're seeing a sort of pessimistic exaggerated truth of everything and you might yeah. ruin your perception of you know, reality, you know, you're slowly becoming like if, if all your, um, you know, consumption of, you know, media and news is through jokes and memes, you're, you know, not going to be able to talk to people in the real world about these topics because the only things you're going to know about them are potentially like exaggerated half truths. And you can really warp your perception, um, of like what's going on and that can be damaging. So people that, you know, you really got to touch grass, as the Zoomers say these days, you know, you really got to get outside also. You can't only be consuming stuff online and from these guys because a lot of their stuff is just entertainment, which comes in the form of humor, which comes in the form of exaggerated truths. And I think um, it's the only time I'll ever say this, but I think Uh that classical the classical version of a fraternity is actually a lot more beneficial than these kinds of, uh, these kinds of male sort of, uh, groups that you find online that are headed by people like Andrew Tate, because at least in a fraternity, you have to test your ability to be competitive as a man against other men in real time. You have to go to a club with five other guys that you live with and you've got to figure out how to talk to a girl, you know, right then and there. Whereas if you're listening to somebody like Andrew Tate, you may feel that fraternal type of bonding. Yes. But you're not you're never getting to actually put it into practice. So you're just loading up, loading up, but never actually pressing that release valve and getting feedback from the real world. Mm-hmm. I think totally. that can create a lot. They can create a lot of false confidence, a lot of false assuredness, being sure that being sure about the world before you actually get to Yeah, you're it. like slowly removing yourself from, you know, the real world society. You're slowly making yourself not 
like almost antisocial in a way. Like you, you yes. aren't able to communicate properly in real life. And that's why people who are on their computers all day, you know, these kind of nerdy guys or whatever, they can't interface with people. Well, like they get anxious, they get very socially anxious. It's because they know that they've just been, you know, pumping this stuff into their heads and they've been forgetting how to actually operate in the real world and how to actually think about these certain issues and topics because they've just been inundating themselves with these like, you know, uh, terminally online views of the world. And it's very, it's super no, unhealthy. Sure. No, for sure, man. And I think uh, your your ability to interface correctly with the real world is like a muscle and it can atrophy if you yes, don't use it. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, uh, I, and I've felt that I've definitely gone through periods of, of, of my life where I've been too online and then I'll go out into the real world and I'll have all this false confidence and belief in myself. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, I, I get how this situation works and it doesn't go, it goes off the plan that I have planned out in my little head. And then, it, and then I have nothing, I, ha I just have nothing but anxiety because, oh shit, like I haven't actually been living in these situations. I've just been um, experiencing them through this digital interface and not actually existing. And I think, um, I think that's a very dangerous trap for a lot of young men. Um, I don't know where this goes because our age group, you know, I'm 26, about to be 27 at the end of this month. Uh, oh, and you're the same age. We're mm -hmm. starting to get around marriage age, right? Like a lot of people are starting to send out those little, Oh, about know, there. I think the average marriage age has gotten later and later. I think we might. I'm coping, but we might still be slightly under it. But, uh, but no, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not wrong. So we've got this. We've got this group of men that I think is a larger group than it was in previous generations who are not equipped for finding a mate. They're just not equipped for it. No. Uh, Pressing the panic button. Watch Andrew Tate, get advice, yeah. watch Andrew Tate, you know. <laughs> like as as they're as they start seeing the people around because it's all fun and games when, you know, the guys that you know are just sort of, you know, dating or going from girl to girl, then you can, you know, delude yourself and say, Oh, well, I'm just not that kind of guy. I'm I'm just too much of a of an alpha apex guy to to be fucking around with these girls. But then as you're as the guys around you start getting married you know, and buying houses and having children and, and actually fold into that next life. How does Andrew Tate compete with that? How can you compete with something that's so obviously traditionally fulfilling, like having a family and children? Like what happens when these guys realize, oh shit, like I haven't learned how to keep a household together. Like I haven't learned how to be a nurturing person. Like what mm -hmm. the fuck am I do like does andrew tate then move into like trad con like are there any trad con guys he won't or move into that? that um no not really it's because those aren't sexy so when you say trad con do you mean like how to actually i don't think you mean the con part you just mean the trad no. like how to actually make a family con. just to have yeah just like how to actually like be a good father and this type of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, there, there isn't much of this online cause it's the non-sexy, non-entertaining stuff, which you won't see a lot of advice for. Maybe that market pops up and I could, I feel like the time is, is right for that type of stuff to start popping up. You know, should I do that? Should I just <laughs> you totally could. 
if you want it. Um, <laughs> oh, but God. you could. But yeah, no. Uh, right now, we need that, but you probably won't see it because it's the hard truth, and it's right. very it, and it's stuff you've heard your fathers tell you your whole life, mm-hmm. and you've been like, yeah, whatever, Dad. It's like, uh, yeah, right. you know, but that's lame. You know, this type of stuff, you know, respecting women, mm-hmm. you know, got a lot of guys just hear that phrase and they cringe. They're like, Ugh, why even say that? USJW. And it's like, yeah, you know, right. but it's just what, it, what yeah. you have to do if you want to be a well-rounded dude. You know, you want to be a re- well-rounded man, father. It's It's just as masculine as any fake faux masculinity you've learned from these guys that you watch it's like you know respect you know show people respect you know work hard you know you get a lot of these guys don't have jobs you got to get a job um yeah. you got to make money That'd at least you don't part. have to get a job but you have to have some income and 99 percent of the time yeah. it's going to be through a you know just a normal job like everyone else <laughs> you know you gotta you gotta provide you have to find a woman who that's a really hard part uh, you Ooh. notice how a lot of these guys are not part of pickup artist communities. They're part of these like fuck women communities because these guys won't even, you know, <laughs> go outside and actually past. try to find a, you know, a girlfriend or anything like that. They're just already, you know, they're putting the cart before the horse. They, they don't even want to try. They're, they're just assuming that they'll fail. It's a sort of weird procrast like society wide procrastination uh, that's going on with a lot of dudes. But, uh, but yeah, in terms so, of like you know the traditional sort of talking head, if we'll see mm-hmm. someone like that, like the Andrew Tate of that, I uh, totally could see it happening in the future. But I yeah. personally don't know of any right now. You know, Jordan Peterson was maybe yeah. the closest, but he didn't really talk about relationships or anything like that. You know, how to be a yeah. how to be a father, how to be a husband. He never really talked about any any of that stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, I think. Uh... I think that's going to be the interesting test to see as these guys age, because here's the thing. And, and, um, and this is the, this is the red pill or the, the True black pill. red pill, black pill. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, and this sounds so fucking whack and I'm sorry that I have to say it like this. And I'm not saying I'm a fucking Casanova. I'm not saying like, but I've, I've had sex with a good amount of women and mm-hmm. I can tell you the times in my life where I felt the most lost or the most, and this is in retrospect in the moment you obviously think, Oh, I'm a fucking player. I'm so dope. If you can like fuck multiple girls in one week, different girls, you know, but looking back on it, I think about who I was and what kind of person I was. And that was probably the most lost of an individual I was and the most not in touch with myself. I was and the jumping from bed to bed is actually more of an expression of that of not knowing who you are and what you need to do than it is any sort of um signification of your masculinity or your ability to uh conquer have conquests because as I've gotten older what I've realized the real test to truly see if you're a man is if you can keep a woman and that is the black pill. That mm-hmm. is what they do not want to hear. They don't want to have to sacrifice playing video games all day in their in their underwear to have to cohabitate with someone who might 
have certain requirements or uh, you may have certain responsibilities and you're now accountable to someone else and your actions are no longer just your actions. You become, you go from an I to being a we. And I think that process is really the, the true test of, of somebody's ability to be, be an effective man. Mm. And I think, uh, I think people like Andrew Tate who shit, who, who sell this idea of I'm with a different model every day, mate. I'm with a different model every day. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like that there's a reason why that can be bought. And there's a reason why you can't buy a, a good wife or a good partner. You can't purchase that. It's because certain things have to actually be created, you know, through your own hard work. And uh, I think maintaining a loving relationship is is the hardest. Whereas just jumping from bed to bed is not that hard. And in fact, you can do it when you're totally not at uh, peace with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I I, w- I would wonder what somebody like Andrew Tate would say to that. What if you could play the devil's advocate? What, what would he say to that? That um, you know the hardest part about being a man is keeping a functioning relationship. I mean, it's mm. probably partially true. I mean, I don't know about Andrew Tate, but I don't think he has like a, does he have a wife? Does he, does he even have a, you know, a girlfriend per se? Maybe he doesn't want one. I don't know. But a lot yeah. of these guys, they, they don't have, I've noticed people like Andrew Tate, Kevin Samuels, RIP, these guys, RIP. they don't even have wives. Um, yeah. That's another puzzling thing. I mean, if they just want to, you know, sleep around or whatever. I don't, I don't care. I mean, they can do it if they want, but a lot of the guys that are watching them, one won't ever be able to live that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And two, they do want the normal life that they see their dads have. They see other guys Mm -hmm. have, they just want a girlfriend. They want a wife and they might want kids or whatever. They want the usual life. And you know, it's just in 2022, it might be a little bit harder to do that. And they're not getting that they're not getting taught that from these guys so they're just getting it i just see people like Andrew Tate as purely entertainment there's a bit more to someone like Kevin Samuels i mean he was mostly advice for women to be honest yeah but a lot of guys watched him again cuz it was entertaining to watch him shit talk a lot of these women uh but you know they're saying that you know keeping a relationship is one of the key components to being a real man, you know, whatever that means, I mm. could probably agree with that. I, I think I agree with that 100%. But a lot of these guys now online are preaching, you know, polygamy for the dude, but monogamy for the girl, which is another unbelievable, like, massive cope <laughs> because these guys were shit-talking polygamy for a, for the longest time. Then they've tried mm. to find some loophole. Well, actually... You know, women can't be polygamists because they get attached and they'll leave you. Yeah. So, and by the way, caring about that is a form of insecurity. You know, you think you assume your oh, woman's yeah. going to want to leave you for other dudes because you're insecure that they'll they'll be better than you. Um, wow, but, that's a good point. That's a good point, Owen. Yeah, of course. And all of this, a lot of this stuff is just projection, is what it comes down to. If you actually think about, it, you know, really think about it for a few minutes. A lot of this stuff is just insecurity and projection. Uh, these boundaries a lot of dudes put up. Um, but you know, but but then they're like, oh, but I, 
I like the idea of having sex with a lot of women because my homies, you know, I, I love bragging to them about all the sex I have. So how can I have both at the same time? Oh, I just, you know, restrict my wife or my girlfriend and I can do whatever I want. And this is like the 0.0001% of dudes that can get away with this without their relationship ending. This is like no one gets to do this except for these like online guys that might not even be telling you the truth about their relationship. They might say they do this, but they, they probably don't actually. Or they just cheat like Andrew Tate and Kevin Samuels and they don't even have a partner. They just say that they do this stuff, but they don't actually have a partner that anyone can see um, or find. So, and, and their answer to like, the, this is the thing too that you hear about a lot of them, like the Dan Bilzerians. I mean, Dan Bilzerian's yeah, an another, another example. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he, I mean, he's an actual fraud, but I'll still use him as an example for this part of it where they're just like, you know, no women can just handle my lifestyle, man. You know, I'm around all these models, you know, I just got all this money and they just, you know, women are just, you know, they're jealous. There's plenty of very, very, very wealthy women. Why aren't you around them? If you are yeah, supposed no, to. No, it's like I was saying the low quality women that they brag about having. And no offense yeah. to these girls. I mean, they're cool. Uh, and they're, I don't think they're low quality, by the way, but their standards from their worldview, they would be. I mean, these, these chicks right. that, you know, s sleep around with a bunch of successful guys. Uh, they, they're kind of gold diggers. They don't really have ambitions in life. Uh, they, they don't really, um, you know, they don't have that like level of like intellectual, um, desire that men yeah. always pride themselves for having and shit on women for not having, but then they perpetuate all these stereotypes by surrounding themselves with the women that they claim they can't fucking stand. I'm sure every single Dan Bilzerian girl, every single Andrew Tate girl, all these women, they're on Instagram. Half of them probably have only fans, you know, they have like a link tree to all their, their fucking social media accounts. But these are the women that these guys rag on all day. Yeah. It's just yeah. complete and total hypocrisy. They, they aren't going out with these like, you know, successful, strong women that, you know, right. definitely exist in society, which I would, you know, greatly prefer over, you know, because I want to, you know, have a companion that I can talk to and like, you know, shoot shit with and have intellectual conversations with i don't want to have someone that is just basically uh a blow-up doll that i fuck and then i'm done with for the rest of the day you know that's what a lot of these the, guys want yeah i think the intersection of porn and video games has a lot to do with this because a lot of these guys they think like they're in a video game because they play so much of them and then they watch porn so like well, yeah they the also video think I'm outside so yeah yeah, watching and porn like, and playing video games is antithetical to touching grass. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> antithetical to touching grass. Um, and that's going to be my on my T-shirt line. Um, <laughs> that that that, uh, that quote. Uh, no, but I think there's something about the video game thinking, the DLC expansion pack, fifty tenth uh, prestige. Like you want to get the tenth prestige girl, and you only want to use her like you. Like fuck her and then put her away, you know. Mm -hmm. It's very, very much reminiscent of what their lives are already like. 
And when you have a guy like Andrew Tate, who, it's depraved. Yeah. Well, when you have a guy like Andrew Tate, who's just like, yeah, you can do that and race Bugattis and drive cars around your, it's like, that's so intoxicating to someone who's already living their life as if they, you know, with those values, you know? Yep. Yeah. Wow. So 4chan definitely gave us a lot to talk about today. That was, that was great, Owen. Yeah. Riveting conversations about Andrew Tate. They're all over the internet now. He's blowing up. I can't wait to see how the future um, progresses. We've got, it's just, it's just begun, in my opinion, all this garbage. And it's. What do you mean? The whole, like, it's finally hit the mainstream red pill ideology, uh, manosphere stuff, MRA. Manosphere. That was the there's word I was so looking many, for. Yeah, there's so many words for all this stuff. That's another one. Like, it's finally really hitting the mainstream because you know how you hit the mainstream, you get to the younger audiences. And I think Andrew Tate has been collabing with a lot of these like TikTok people. I mean, he is a TikTok star. He's blowing up on yeah. TikTok primarily. Uh, and he, this is the first time I've seen, because I've known about this stuff for years, because um, mm-hmm. I don't touch nearly enough grass as I should. So, <laughs> And I grew up on the internet, so I know a lot of, um, a lot of these sections of the online space. And it wasn't mainstream before at all. Even Jordan Peterson no. never really cut he he right on the cusp of becoming mainstream, uh, but he was only really popular with a subset of adults. Never really hit that broader younger audience um, ever. I I don't no, I can't imagine a fifteen year old caring about Jordan Peterson. I'm sure there are, but uh, no Andrew <laughs> Tate his like humor. Um, yeah. And his honestly, like high school level of analysis of the world, yeah. definitely uh, speaks to a lot of people um, in the younger I age think, groups. Uh, I think somebody like um, Jordan Peterson, like you have to go to college to kind of understand. Like you had to have gone taken at least he's one. A, he's more intellectual than he. Meaning, yeah. like the concepts he talks about are, if you're not the right. You know, if you're not in the right place and if you're not the right kind of person, you aren't going to care about a lot of the stuff he talks about, like the archetypical man, like religious type stuff. Like a lot of people, a lot of young people are into this shit. So, you know, watching Andrew Tate, who like roasts people, uh, makes fun of women, calls them stupid. I mean, when we were kids, we made fun of women all the time. We're like, you know, all those little like jokes, like. Mm. women go to jupiter to get stupider or whatever like from the time <laughs> you're a kid dudes are kind of roasting women and yeah. andrew tate's just like a older version of that so he definitely appeals yeah. like his like juvenile attacks and shit are definitely he, appealing he's to also people. like to, to the younger crowd too he's kind of like this promise that you don't ever have to grow up right like he has a very immature outlook on the world and he's extremely successful so you're like, oh, well, I could be a multimillionaire boy as well. I could be a child, multi- an intellectual child multimillionaire as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that that promise is uh, is very intoxicating also, you know? Yep. All right. Let me, let me try to find one more fucking non-Andrew Tate thing. Let's see. 
Let's see. Let's well, you're see. hitting on incels, MRA, Jewish question. That covers about 90% of 4chan, so good luck. <laughs> um, I don't even think – I'm going to say a hot take here. I don't even think the incel culture, like – is even that big anymore. I think these guys, no, I it's think evolved. it's been, assimilated, yeah, it's assimilated evolved. into other things. Yeah. Like, I think that's a very like sub 2017 kind of outlook on like what that man, what that part of the manosphere really is. Um, and I think now it's gone into like full delusion mode. Like what we were just talking about with guys that are, that have this belief that like, if they just game the system hard enough that like one day they'll just they'll just come to their walk into their shitty apartment and they'll just be like a bunch of hot girls there just waiting to like get fucked mm. i think like that's i think that's what is next um but yeah what where did where did the incels go oh um again incels were more older as an older audience mm-hmm. and their i mean their content was just so offensive it repelled a lot of normies so it never caught on in the mainstream andrew tate's content is offensive but it's nowhere near as crazy as like incel stuff um and just it's just that the whole incel uh forums and all that they were just very bottom of the barrel um frustrated adult men and again andrew tate speaks to more audiences than that he could go i mean a lot of his talking points overlap. All this stuff, all this manosphere stuff, stuff overlaps. Uh, so there's a ton of like talking points that you know the quote-unquote incels would agree with that Andrew Tate has, but it has a more w- wide appeal. The incel stuff is, does not have wide appeal whatsoever. That's so true. Yeah, I but guess they didn't it leave. Is. They're still they're still there. It's just not as relevant as right. stuff that Andrew Tate talks about. Right. Right. Huh. Okay. Okay. Well, I think we've mined that for about as much as we can mine it for, but, um, I do want to do some more episodes like this where I just jump off from, from 4chan, but you're right. I mean, the, the stuff is so redundant. Like it's either Jews incel shit, hating women or hating black people. I think I might do a hating black people one next time. Oh, right. There wasn't a, um, anti-black one. It was anti-Jew, but not anti-black. Those are the two major uh, ones. I did see, I did see a, a couple of posts about anti-black stuff, but I just didn't find one that was actually funny. I think the ones that are actually funny i haven't seen in a while like i i will laugh at like not laughing with them but laughing at them at like the racist shit the anti-black shit that they'll come up with but sometimes it's just like it's not even funny it's just like some paranoid schizophrenics like belief that black people are going to replace them um by like breeding with their women i I, that to me is just like not it's just like okay (laughs) yeah it's weird i mean black people aren't even like growing as a population in America very fast at all, like pretty slowly it's Hispanics that are growing like crazy. So they don't even know where their priorities are. Yeah. It's very, very strange. I mean, of course you get anti Latino stuff, but you don't get the, like we should exterminate them kind of rhetoric that you get. Um, with the black thing. Yep. 
black people are supposed to be, according to the FBI, only 12% of the population, if you believe that. But um, it's just interesting that there's so much uh, hatred and fear mongering towards what is a pretty small part of the population, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, w I, I wish they had better jokes just so I could talk about it on this show. I might do one with Davin um, where we talk about all the anti-black stuff, uh, but you're more than welcome to come on. Sure, yeah. Um, if I'm available, I, I'm totally down. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to end this guy right here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. This is going to be called Deep Inside the Manosphere with Owen Heaps. And uh, or just with Owen, I won't blow your spot up. Um, <laughs> it's all good. But uh, but uh, yeah, all right, peace.